Welcome to 40 Years to Freedom podcast. You're listening to Jen and Britt. How are you doing this morning, honey? I'm good, but the question is, how are you doing? Ugh, I'm hurting. I'm hurting today. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to jump right into it about situations that you get put in, especially maybe being a female and how to react to them. So little story. I just got back from working a trade show in Utah and I was in the office on Monday going to lunch and I was at a stoplight here out in Sparks. Um, I was going south on Pyramid. I really hope this might reach someone because I need a little help. Yeah, use this as your outlet. People. So I was going south on Pyramid and at the light, we were stopped at the light at the Sparks intersection. And I'm just looking forward when, boom, I got slammed, like slammed from behind by a guy. I throw my car in park, turn on my emergencies, go outside to check the damage. The guy hops out of the car and, or his truck and his bumper was, it wasn't hanging off, but it was kind of like drooping a little bit, I would say. And I noticed that I did, it wasn't terrible damage to my car and we're in the middle of a highway. So I'm like, let's pull over, you know, so we're not in the middle of a highway. And he just kept saying, sorry, sorry, sorry. I tried to stop and I'm like, it's OK, let's just pull over. And I go to pull over just past the light and the guy took off. Wow. Just totally took off. When I noticed him taking off, I pulled back in the lane to follow him because I didn't have any information you know, I knew what kind of car it was, kind of, um, what he kind of looked like. And he drove so fast to get away from me, I couldn't catch up. And then he made a quick turn onto Los Altos and just took off. And by the time I got to the intersection, he was gone. Mm. I pulled over. I called Highway Patrol. They came out. I called Chad because he was texting me in the middle of all of this. Um, he told me to call his brother because his brother's best friend is a police officer to see if there was cameras or anything. So as I'm sitting there waiting for highway patrol, I'm shaking for like sure. I'm shaking. And I start crying <laughs> and I'm on the phone with Chad and I'm crying. I'm on the phone with Clay. Him and Tom are trying to get to me so I don't have to drive because I'm shaking so hard. Highway patrol gets there. Guy takes my statement. Um, well, he just takes a couple things, says he's going to, I had to write down a statement, starts taking pictures. Another highway patrol car shows up. That guy's getting my statement. And in that time, Tom and Clay showed up to rescue me. And they're kind of assessing the damage. The back of my bumper is not too bad, but my back door won't shut all the way. So there's not a full seal on that. But more importantly, I got like shaken, like mm -hmm. my head, my neck, like, I don't know if I got whiplash or anything from that, but I, my head still hurts. Mm -hmm. My body today is super sore. And I had such basic information that the highway patrol guys were just like, well, you didn't get any information. And the cameras that are on the highway are just live feeds. None of them record. So there's nothing that they can go back and look upon. And I didn't get a license plate number. And pretty much like, they said that this happens all the time here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we if I had a license number, they'd be waiting for him at his house. But of course, I got nothing because I think of the good in everyone mm -hmm. thinking that 
if something bad happens, then people are going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right. You think that, why you wouldn't think, you just pull yeah. over? Right. So it was a white pickup truck. Now everybody's like, well, what kind of truck? I don't know what kind of truck. It was an older white pickup truck. Did it have like a camper shell or no anything? camper shell? And the, um, it had a silver front bumper. I don't remember a license plate being on that silver front bumper. The bumper now is kind of tilted a little bit, like not hanging, but um, kind of like rocked down. And he was a white male, I would say 20 years old, probably shorter than me. So he's like probably five, six. Um, He had scraggly brown hair with a baseball hat on. So all his hair, he was in desperate need of a haircut. (laughs) Um, All his hair was kind of fallen out on the outside of his hat and that's all I got, just the location, the mm-hmm. time. You know, it was at on Monday the sixth, February sixth, at about twelve thirty-eight PM mm-hmm. going south on Pyramid. Now, as I start talking to all the guys, what would I do? How would we do this again? Like what's the correct way? What would you think would be the correct way to handle well, the situation? I think that sometimes even when you have a plan, um, you kind of go into like flight mode, like fight or flight mode when like an accident or something traumatic happens. And, you, you know, that kind of goes out the window, even if you have a plan um, and you were clearly shaken up. I mean, you weren't expecting this. And then all of a sudden someone hits you and your body's in shock. Your yeah, mind's in shock. Yeah, exactly. And Good so one. like you're not really thinking as clear as you should. Um you know, following the vehicle in your mind, you just want to make him be able to be held accountable, but it could be really dangerous. And so I, I know that now, Yeah, not <laughs> always the best, but I think like your mind was, you were just trying to like make sure and make it be taken care of, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think um, in an accident like this, you just pull over, call the cops. But like you said, you didn't have any of that information and you were trying to get that information. So they could be held accountable. Yeah. Um, But that like, initial like traumatic experience you kind of just like shoot from the hip yeah and i think that's in a lot of situations and that adrenaline was just pumping through me and all i want to do is catch this jerk Uh right that's the only thing that i kept thinking yeah and um so these are the things that i learned from all of this now i'm still waiting to talk to my insurance company and give them a statement because i have vehicle damage that i have to figure out but one before getting out of your vehicle pull your phone out mm-hmm. and start recording from that very minute like mm-hmm. everybody said you should have recorded as soon as you got out of your car because then i would have evidence of who this man was mm-hmm. possibly a license plate number mm-hmm. um a better description of the vehicle and but i wasn't even thinking like that like no, i wasn't even th- I my phone was on the charger and because the car hit me so hard it flew up into the front seat mm-hmm. like way on the on the floorboards so i wasn't even thinking about that so if you get into a These situation tips, though yeah if you get into a situation like this and you are in an accident and pull out your phone first thing pull out your phone start recording you don't have to take pictures if you just start recording at least you'll have a little bit of evidence mm-hmm um, the second thing that I was told is that I shouldn't have left the scene of the accident. Well, there was nothing on the ground and I was in the middle of the highway, which I thought was very dangerous. Right. So I was just trying to pull over and be safe. Then when he takes off, now I'm just pissed because I want his information mm-hmm. because he needs to handle some business. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if maybe he didn't have a driver's license. Maybe he was under the influence. 
maybe he he wasn't he was registered texting, driving he and- was texting right he was a younger kid well he wasn't a kid but he was a younger gentleman but these are things you got to pay attention for things like this i haven't ever really been in a major accident before right, right. so it's not like i have experience of what i should have been doing mm-hmm. so when i got home last night from work i'm telling my family what happened and the boys were just like shocked wanted to go see the car which you can't really again see a lot of damage mm-hmm. unless I did you really I pulled look up i mean yeah unless you really look you could see the trunk all um like not sealed and then you see kind of a big huge ding scratch on the bumper but i kind of am glad i'm not glad that it happened so let me take that back i instantly had to have a conversation with my kids because they didn't understand what just happened so both of my boys are getting to the driving age mm-hmm. and Caden's first response was, well, what do you do in a situation like that? Like they don't even know because right. we've never been in that situation right. before. So it was a learning opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. So I sat them down and told them the correct way on how to handle a situation, whether they get hit or they are at fault. Mm-hmm. You pull over if you can pull over, but you exchange information right off the bat. If there's more than $500 worth of damage, you need to call the police, Mm -hmm. which I feel like that's anything on a car. So Mm -hmm. even a little dent or scratch, that's Mm -hmm. $500 worth of damage. So trying to teach my kids this lesson at the same time, what the right thing to do is, is that was rough. But knowing that I'm teaching my kid, the my, my kids, the correct way to do Mm -hmm. instead of what this guy just did, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe if this guy had better parenting, Mm -hmm. He wouldn't have done this Mm -hmm. or had this entire situation happen. But I mean, again, that's coming back. I feel like that's a reflection of me as a parent to my kids, making sure that they do the right thing on a regular basis when it comes to an emergency situation. Yeah. Using it as a learning opportunity was probably the best thing you can do while explaining to your kids like, I'm fine. Now I have to deal with all that. This is what you do next insurance. And Mm -hmm. It's like super chaotic as it is. So if you can like take some sort of silver lining out of it, at least you could, you know, teach them. Um, I hope that guy didn't sleep last night, was waiting for like a knock at the door. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that he really is like feeling torment over it Um, because you just don't do wrong. Like, you know, it's like life is hard enough. Like, exactly. Just pull over and give the information. And maybe it was his first accident. He was scared and he's like, oh, my God, my parents are going to kill me. Who knows what the situation was? Yeah. Doesn't make it right or wrong. But um, um, hopefully he is kind of shaking in his boots right now, mm-hmm. wondering, like, if it's going to come back around. And I really hope it does, because you have to. There's consequences for your actions, you know, and. Well, I'm a full, firm believer in believer in karma. Mm-hmm. So I feel like what you put out is what you get back in energy. Mm-hmm. So this fool's going down. And Chad yeah. was just like, we need to find this guy and beat him up. <laughs> I'm just like, I want to beat him up. Yeah. Like, I, I know I'm bigger than him, so I know right. I could probably handle him. For sure. But again, being in a scary situation, because you didn't know. I mean, I did follow the guy. What if the guy pulled out a gun like a psycho and just started shooting at me? Totally. What if my kids were in the car? Totally. You know, I think of all these things that could have gone even worse that really happened besides me getting a little banged up. And but it's just like the headache of all of it from like you trying to feel better. You're achy today. You're just paid your car off. So it's like the that's the biggest. That's how it always happens. It's not fair. Exactly. I just paid my car off literally in December. And now it's like I have to deal with this. Well, thank God I still have full coverage insurance. So right. I do have full coverage insurance. Thank God. 
still. But insurance still. Insurance is a headache and this whole thing, you and know. The whole thing is a headache and I'm about to leave again and it's just like, what am I going to be doing without a vehicle when mm-hmm. my vehicle is getting fixed and, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Maybe you can a- hopefully get it in while you're gone. Maybe. Maybe. You know. Who knows? Oh man, what a disaster. But I think in crazy situations, like it, you never, even if you have a plan, let's just say like you had like rehearsed this, you know, or talked to your kids prior to this and like kind of thought you had a plan. I think that in the moment that adrenaline kind of changes things. Um, So it's hard in crazy situations, you know, what do you do in all sorts of situations? Like if there's a fire in your house or, you know, do you have a plan for that? And would, do you follow the plan like you would? Or if, you know, someone next to you on a plane has a heart attack or just yeah. crazy stuff, you yeah. know, you think someone you might... breaks into your home. Like it's... you think that you're prepared for stuff like that. But where does your mind go first? Like, Absolutely. It never goes what the plan is going to be. Absolutely. Right. Yep. So trying to establish your ground right, a- right away in an emergency situation, you know, Try and have a clear mindset and figure out what's the best way to handle this before you just react. Right. Right. So, I mean, hopefully, I don't know. I don't know what to even say about this guy. But again, having that plan, it's just so you can have a plan all you want. I mean, we can talk about it all the way back to our birthing days. Right. I had a birthing plan that went out the window. You had a birthing plan. Right. Out the window. Yep. Like you can plan for life and then. A curveball thrown at you yeah. and you never know what that outcome is going to look like. Right. And the second you're like in the live situation, it's never like the scenario you planned for. I you agree. know, I agree. And you just don't know how your emotions will react to it. Yeah. And I, again, like I said, I've never really been in an accident before where I've needed to call the police or especially by myself. I think that there was one when I was a kid that my dad was in like uh, he got rear-ended but I mean I was a kid it wasn't like I was really thinking about stuff like that but what about you have you ever been in an accident like a car accident how what was the reaction yeah I was I thank god I have not you know had many experiences with car accidents it's kind of like a huge fear of mine but you can never trust other drivers you know defensive driving your kids should take defensive driving classes because it will help them get out of sticky situations whether it be like snow or someone maybe like could t-bone them or something like being defensive to those things um when i was like 17 um i had my first car and i was um it was the day before it was the day we got out of school for christmas break and it was like abnormally nice out and me and my girlfriends were going to the mall and because it was christmas like all the cars getting off the freeway to meadowood were like really backed up Mm mm-hmm and um, I didn't really realize. And so I had slammed on my brakes. Well, there was a sub- an older lady in a Subaru behind me who didn't realize like everyone was stopping. And she just hit me like full 65 freeway speed. And um, then my car hit the car in front of me and just like panic sets in. You know, you don't know what to do. And I got out of my car and the lady in front of me or the guy in front of me got out. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I might have been following too close. And he was like, don't say that. Like immediately was like, don't say that the person in the very back's at fault. You wouldn't have hit me if she didn't hit you. He's like, so don't say that. And he knew I was like a young girl. And so um, I was like, okay. Um, And the lady gets out of my car and she was just distraught. So shaken up herself because, you know, it's scary for everybody. Um, But then at the same time, my dad was coming home from work and he saw me on the freeway in this accident, like standing next to my car. He pulls over 
Then the cops come. Um, my car was totaled because it was like the back end and the front end. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a Jeep at the time and it just bent the frame. So at least nothing like, at least your car's not totaled. Um, doesn't make it easier. But um, so it was so scary. I was like traumatized to drive up to that because I was a new driver. And um, it was just it was really scary. The back window of my car shattered out. Um, my two friends were in the car. So then it's like my parents had to talk to their parents and um, get statements from everybody. Exactly. And I was so naive. I thought I was going to get a new car for Christmas because it was like <laughs> my car got towed away. And I just thought <laughs> life was that easy. But no, insurance takes forever yeah. and they have to, you know, investigate it and do all the things and the claims and um, the whole thing and is just a headache. And again, like you, the next day, I remember being so painfully sore. Yeah. Like my body just ached like I never knew possible. And it wasn't even like I was relaxed when it happened. I didn't even have a chance to tense up because I didn't really know, you know, that it was about to happen. So mm-hmm. um, it just it really wreaks havoc on your body. The littlest accident, you know, I yeah. think we had to go to the chiropractor a couple of times for like insurance covered that. Um, and Thankfully, um, other than just like I've reversed out of somewhere and like bumped into a car. I've never been in anything else. Thank God. Um, If that guy didn't get out of the car in front of me and like tell me that I could have been just as like, you know, like not handled that situation correctly. But Mm -hmm. he was just like, when the police get here, do not say that. Like, don't say anything. She hit you and then you hit me. And um, thankfully, that was really helpful. And then my dad was there by the time the police got there. So and everybody stayed at the scene. So it's not like we had to hunt anybody down yeah. or, you know, carry that burden of the financial, you know, the the deductible and everything ourselves. So um, I, I, I was blown away that nobody stopped like that. Nobody. I, everybody was just going around us because um, we were stopped in the middle and they were just annoyed that they wanted to go around us. Which is crazy because it's like all you need is like one witness to be like, I saw it happen. It was this type of car at least you know um or it had this sticker on the back something maybe you didn't notice even if it's not the license plate like um i've stopped for accidents just because it's like whoa do you need any help do you need my statement um those little things really do help kind of piece it together um i i don't i don't know how i would act in a situation especially god forbid if my my baby was in the car or something um but like you said, it's any situation. If your house gets broken into, I think I have a plan. I know where my guns are. I know where, you know, the first thing I would do is grab my baby and run to my back room, grab my phone, grab my gun. But it's like when you're in that crazy, chaotic moment, how, do, you, do you know if that's how you'll handle it? Exactly. You know, and you have an escape plan, but it, I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to do was. I don't know if, I mean, I tried my hardest to do it the best I possibly could. Um, the one thing I did do, so I used that neighborhood app. Oh, good. So I posted my whole thing on the neighbor ha- neighborhood app. Mm-hmm. And I've been getting some responses. And then some of them, I mean, sometimes people just use that as a platform to complain. Uh-huh. So some of them are just like complaining about NHP, how they didn't handle it correctly. Other people are sticking up for the NHP saying, hey, like, uh, what else are they supposed to do with no information? Mm-hmm. Um, Which I get that. It's got to be hard for them. And I know that nowadays um, they have so much like crime to really attend to. Not that this wasn't a crime, but 
it's it it does become a little bit more hard. I'm shocked that those cameras don't actually record. It's kind of stupid that it's just a live that's, feed. Yeah, that's absolutely. I think it's complete. They because who's then, watching it? So the NH the the highway patrol officers told me Clay and Tom that they don't have enough bandwidth or something to be able to hold that recording for so long that they use that more for like snow or like someone seeing it like with live feed they see an accident so then they can call people at the same time so mm -hmm. i don't know who's sitting in front of these cameras watching things was it a busy intersection at the time you were like it at wasn't the time super of day? busy it wasn't super busy at that time and some um, people might not have even noticed that something happened, you know? Yeah. They don't. Everyone's just in their own worlds. Um, was there anybody in front of you? You're lucky you didn't also. Yeah, there was someone right in front of me. I did not hit him. Mm -hmm. um, and then they drove away, not realizing what was happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got out of my car. This guy got out of his car. And he was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, let's pull over. And boom, gone. He was gone. I had a client um, who also got into an accident on Pyramid opposite heading north right around the same area you did and pyramids just so crazy anymore and people are speeding and then there's light and so everyone stops really quick and she said she had came to a stop but the car behind her didn't have enough time to stop so they pulled out and got into the other lane and so the car following that other car didn't realize the traffic was stopped and that car hit her and so the guy that actually caused the accident left the scene and um there was nothing that they could do either for her insurance. Well, the lady that ended up hitting her was the real one at fault then. But, um, you know, it's like people just have no respect. They're in a hurry. They don't care. Like, you know, it's if there's no consequences, why not leave it seen? You know? Well, Subwood wrote that that kind of stuff happens a lot here in Reno on my post that I did on the mm -hmm. neighborhood app. And, um, they had said something very similar had happened to them. So everybody, and then this is, I guess, society automatically like it was probably an illegal. They probably didn't have paperwork. This happened before the person wasn't registered. They didn't have insurance. Another person told me that it was someone that was here on a green card, but they did have insurance. They did have everything. They were just afraid that they were going to get deported, had nothing to do with anything like that. This mm -hmm. was a white male. And I don't know anything else besides that, besides the fact that he was shorter than me and he had brown hair and a baseball hat on and that he was probably 20 years old. I think he was just scared yeah. at the consequences of like them finding out if he was drinking and driving or under the influence of anything or texting or not paying, clearly not paying attention is still, you yeah. know, because um, you don't push on your driving. brakes and it doesn't stop. Like, right. I mean, unless you have a terrible vehicle. Right. Was it old like that? Was it? it was an older white pickup truck. And like, I thought it was like a Ford Ranger. It was like the same height as my car. So I drive a Traverse and it wasn't much taller than my vehicle at all. The entire pickup truck. Mm -hmm. It didn't have anything on the back of the truck. And the, all I remember is that the bumper was silver. So of course, where we live, there's so many white pickup trucks. I mean, yeah. you guys own one. Yeah. Pat owns one. Yeah. There's so many people with white pickup trucks out here. So they're like, if a little bit more, well, I'm not a truck person, so I can't tell you if it was a Ford or a Dodge mm -hmm. or a Chevy. On I'll, top of the adrenaline, you're not just like analyzing because yeah, you're worked but up. But now, of course, on the drive home, I was looking at every pickup truck, like trying to match it up with what I remember. And my mind is just mush. Like, it's just blank. I can't mm -hmm. really think of anything like mm -hmm. that. So Sucks. It's a shitty situation. It for is sure. a terrible situation. Now having to deal with it all and 
try and fix my body and then get ready for a whole nother trade show. Yeah, Ugh. you should get in with your massage therapist or chiropractor. I know you like to go there and just try to get adjusted. Yeah. Take an afternoon off or something like mental, your mental health after accident, I feel like is important too, because you are just like jumbled up in there, yeah. you know? Yeah. Hard. It is. And again, my mind's racing and I, I have all these other things on my plate just trying to, you know, and sometimes you just have to slow down and take care of yourself because if I'm not taking you care of myself, to. who no, is? Exactly. Nobody else will get taken care of if you don't take care of yourself. Exactly. I take too much care of everybody else. Yeah. More. <laughs> yes. More than anyone knows. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, I mean, what else? What else should we talk about situations like this? I don't know. I always try to think like I'm kind of like a catastrophic thinker and I don't know why I'm that <laughs> way. Probably more with like postpartum. I just have intrusive thoughts or I used to watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy. So like I just like think of worst case scenarios. Um, So I tried like. What what do you do if this happens or what do you do if this happens? You know, if like your car goes underwater or what if what if there's a blackout in the world? Like no Internet, no cell service. Like, how do you yeah. do you have a plan? You know, like that's the way I think sometimes. And so, like, I think I have a plan. But again, in the instance, do does is the plan workable? You know, is it going to are you even going to remember the plan in a state of emergency? Right. Panic sets in. And so you don't really think as clear as you do when you're just trying to picture the situation, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. What would you do if somebody broke into your house? How would you handle it? Do you think? Because you have so I always think family and all, all yeah, parts. I of your always home. think about the baseball bat I, I sleep with um, by the side of my bed. And but I again, I have doors all over my house and like I don't. I don't really actually know. And people are. Do I grab rooms? my phone yeah. first? Call nine one one. Do I go make sure my kids are okay? Do you know I have a dog? He's gonna flip out on any situation. Mm -hmm. So like, is that gonna be a distraction? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many different things. Like, do you need security systems? Mm -hmm. Do you have guns in your home? Do you have stuff to protect your family? Do like, there's so many. You mm -hmm. always have a plan for things. But yeah. again, that emergency situation is it gonna actually go? the way that you plan for right i mean you can't say you can't and hopefully you don't ever have to be in the situation to utilize the plan you know exactly or like a fire what would you grab you know in the in a my kids honestly like that's I, all i because i've thought about i've thought about that a lot like if there's an emergency in my household um what is the first thing everything else is everything is replaceable mm -hmm. everything is replaceable even if you really think about like family heirlooms, photos, like you want to be able to grab that stuff. But what's most valuable? Mm -hmm. My family is That's most valuable. I so I grab my kids. Mm -hmm. If there's other things I can grab on the way out without risking any factors, then I'll do that. But my kids, my family, that's my priority. Me too. And now that I have a kid, I think too, like, okay, okay run, grab her, grab my dog, get out of there like do i even like try to get my car out of the garage you know or will like turn and get on make my house catch more fire you know like yeah. but no matter what it's just getting my family same and mm -hmm. my animals you know that's and just hope for the best yeah um back to the accident though um you should invest in a dash cam one of those like two-way ones because i just saw probably on tiktok or something um, a girl got rear-ended and the guy reversed and got off the freeway exit and she was just like, I got you. I got your car, your driver, your license plate, everything. And um, although like probably more so than not, it's just like collecting footage you'll never need. But at least maybe some t at one point, like you'll have what you need. You know, mm -hmm. our friend Kristen was in a horrible car accident 
on the freeway. It was winter time a couple years ago, and um, she kind of got like sideswiped and slammed into the middle. Um, and then the guy kind of took off again. Another car got sideswiped. That car rolled, and um, finally he was caught a little bit later. But um, her lawyer and stuff was like, "You." because she had to get a lawyer because this guy was uninsured. Um, he's he's like, I would advise, hopefully this never happens again, but getting a dash cam because all of this would have changed a huge outcome for you and the other lady um, whose car flipped. And so um, maybe something to think about for protection. I mean, yeah, you know. That was one of the first things that the um, highway patrol officer did ask me if I had a camera on the back of my car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I do. But it's, it's just only, the reverse camera. It's just the reverse camera. That's it. Sucks. So, yeah, exactly. But definitely something worth looking into. Yeah. Because I don't ever want to have to deal with this again. Right. I just want to catch this SOB. Like, honestly. Yeah. And I hope he's not sleeping. And I hope he's scared. Thinking that we're going to. Somebody's all go park where that intersection was like every day around that time to see if you see the car again. But again, now me, I'm like white pickup truck, white pickup truck, white pickup truck. Right. Right. You know, and I'm I'd be following pickup trucks all day long out here. Totally. It's so hard, too, because it's like maybe he was out here by fluke. Maybe he doesn't even live in this neighborhood or. Yeah. You know, um, but I'm sure every time now you go to the grocery store or whatever, you'll be looking at bumpers and white trucks to literally on my way to work this morning. I saw a white pickup truck that to me in my eyes was a little bit similar in the Save Mart parking lot, and I pulled in and uh-huh. like did a roundabout around the car, around the truck to see if mm-hmm. it was it wasn't the truck. But it was just like it's exactly like I was just like, oh, maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. Tom and I even stopped because we saw the intersection that he turned on. There's a bank, mm-hmm. and when Tom and I were driving by, we saw video cameras all the way around mm-hmm. the building, and it's literally right where he turns. So Tom and I stopped and asked the bank if mm-hmm. they had footage. One, they said that the footage only pretty much covers the doors of the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, we'd have to have like a subpoena and all that information. And I mean, I don't know. You you think that that there's things in place to help you in situations like this. And there really is not. It's all about you protecting yourself, protecting your own goods, protecting your vehicle, your children, all of that. Like you need to take care of your immediate circle right Mm -hmm. there in order to be able to get the right information that you need. Yeah. And you know, now that you said it, I will, if I'm ever in that instance, I will grab my phone first. But I think in that moment, I don't think I would have maybe to call 911, but not to start recording. Like, I don't think it would have been the first thing in my mind, you know? Um, you just don't know how to handle it till you're in it. But you do have to take all the precautions to protect yourself and your family, mm-hmm. you know, in any situation. You kind of have to be prepared and you have to be calm and you have to try to think as clearly as you can when you are jumbled. Because um, You just never know, you yeah. know, you don't know when you're going to be at the grocery store and someone pulls a gun, you know, like yeah. you or anywhere. You know, I get nervous when we go down to the music place down by the nugget, you know, just like any situation. Um, and that's a terrible way to live your life, isn't it? In full, like you're fully afraid of the world, like at all but times of what could that's happen. That's what's happening with the world now. That's so terrible. You know? Just the other day, I went um, to meet Sarah for um, a little like lunch in the park and I brought Veda and I was halfway out there and I was like, I forgot my gun because I have my CCW, you know, and now that I have a daughter, I try to bring it when I'm by myself and to protect us if ever need be. And so, like, shoot, I don't have it. And so we went and I was, parks kind of scare me anyway, um, because it's just like wide open space. I don't know. I just, 
intrusive thoughts mom thing (laughs) um and uh so i was like white knuckling her the whole time like wasn't really like letting her have too much fun because i did feel a little bit um unprotected and um there was a guy that old man that kind of walked by with his dog and i was like oh he's gonna steal her you know and then before i know it this truck pulls up and they kind of block like the walkway of leaving the park to get to the parking lot with their car and the guy just like gets out and starts changing his windshield wipers and i was like this is weird he's a random guy in a park and he was like uh, too close to me and um Sarah and I were having lunch and she had a bunch of stuff in a picnic basket and she just had like a corkscrew so I just like opened it up and put it in my hand between because I'm like this guy ain't going anywhere like I will kill somebody Uh, you know and he was just acting bizarre and so every time he like he'd come to the trash can that was right by us like I'd move around the table because it's like you ain't gonna mess with me like yeah I'm not you're not I'm the wrong mom Mm -hmm. and um, it's really sad that that's how we have to be and like I can't even go play in the park without feeling confident that like everybody there is for there for innocent reasons um, because this world is so scary and you just don't know when it's going to change at any second whether it be an accident or something more catastrophic you know something terrible some crazy psycho person going crazy yeah oh gosh this world that we live in it's sad it's so I sad i wish we could just go back to like when i was a kid and before yeah you know I agree. where you don't have because to i i really think about all the things that i did and put the situations i put myself in and like nowadays never 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 would i be in that situation or put myself in that situation or like what my parents would let me do when i was a kid like i would never let my kids do the things that i was doing yeah at a young age because it was just safe girl then. i don't even go to the store by myself at nighttime anymore like maybe to safeway next to my house but like i won't run across town and go to target walmart tj maxx i don't care what it is if it's after dark by myself i don't know when i became so scared of like doing things alone or getting into my car but in my like 20s i didn't care i could i'd I didn't even think, you know, anything like that would happen. And now it's like I'm always checking my back and I'm always cautious and I'm always Mm -hmm. nervous. And it sucks living that way. But I think that it's almost better if you are because then you're able to protect yourself and you're not caught off guard. Well, a lot of videos that I see, too, are to kind of protect because like human trafficking is so real right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And like signs to watch out for that. And you see these videos where people say that people put money underneath your windshield wiper, Mm -hmm. right? Don't grab it. Get in your car and drive away. If there's a grocery bag tied to, or a zip tie tied to one of your handles, like get in your car, drive away, find a safe place, call Mm -hmm. the police, because those are all signs of someone paying attention to you and what's going on. And they're about to with it. And then they'll grab you. Mm -hmm. So be aware. Yeah. Ladies, especially be aware of your situation. Be aware of your environment. Um, don't think that it's just a fluke that mm-hmm. there's, you know, twelve dollars sitting you know, under your windshield wipe. Sometimes I've even read that people purposely rear end you to get you out of your car. You know what I mean? Like to mm-hmm. try to like see, assess, steal your wallet, anything like that. So it could be even a situation that you think is just a normal car accident that has there's ulterior motives there that you have to always be like cautious about. Yeah. So watch your surroundings, everyone. Um, Hopefully we give you a little bit of inside information of what you can do for situations, uh, things that might be able to help you. Yeah. um, Things that might can might might be able to bring um, you some justice or some safety or anything. So 
pay attention to your surroundings. Uh, I don't have a whole heck of a lot more to talk about this subject just mm-hmm. because it's so ugh, still fresh on my mind and I put yeah. it all out there and I just hope for the best. Again, if you were around Pyramid and Sparks on Monday, February 6th and saw someone get rear-ended. Or maybe you have dash cam. Yeah, maybe you got a camera. Or maybe you have a teenage or young kid that came home and their bumper's messed up. Like, yeah, do the right thing. Do the right thing. And, um, you know, I, I don't wish this on anybody. So thank you for letting me vent today and giving me good wishes and good health. Um, I love you to death. Love you too. I'm glad you're okay and it wasn't worse. And your car's replaceable if you have to. Exactly. You know? All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening.